Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Wednesday the 6th of June 2007 and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, .net, .ca and so on and Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel EU. For those who go into the com site, you'll notice you've been transferred to another site. The reason being that the com has used up all its bandwidth for the month, even though I'm only part way into the month at the very beginning. But no matter, you can you'll be transferred through to one of the other sites when you punch in. I always think of the world of the individual as a set of tunnels parallel to each other. The individual, depending on where he's born, education, career, and lifestyle, will fit into one of the tunnels, pre-made tunnels. Then they will go through their lives, never realizing there are parallel tunnels. That's tunnel vision, but it's also tunnel thinking. People, once they're in the tunnel and they've accepted it, when the curiosity of childhood ceases and the media and daily routine takes over, they stop questioning for themselves and are then trained that everything they need to know will be told to them by the authorized media. This didn't happen by chance. The understanding of the psychological tunnel syndrome was known in ancient times too by philosophers that leisure class that had time to think after they'd been educated in the old ancient mysteries, which, to a great extent, were devoted to how people and peoples can be controlled. They are sciences, in other words. Sciences accumulated over millennia of observation on humanity. Sciences which were never forgotten or lost. But sciences because they depend on using these techniques of tunnel creation for the general people were never shared with the general people. We find today, for instance, that after the events, long after events, a new, different, and often truer version of reality or a past event is given to us by the government of the day with no explanation it's just that a generation or more has passed those who are growing up in the, the present don't care about the big tricks the big cons that were pulled in the past over the people it's also the revelation of the method a form of legality of the rules by which an elite go by. Very few people have the ability to think outside of their tunnel once they have passed a certain stage in growing up. Growing up is a difficult time for most people, especially today with the dysfunctional families, the new definitions of families or no family at all, where the state brings you up in foster care. A very old idea which was promoted for a long time, even from Plato's day and the secret societies of his day, which were aristocratic societies. They were not for the commoner. 
the commoner didn't get into the societies until the 1700s when the low-level masonry was created because a middle class would be necessary to manage an industrial age. It also became a sifting ground to find out who could truly keep secrets, who didn't mind that the public were being fooled and conned at every turn, those who would take the rewards and keep their mouths shut and turn a blind eye. Lower forms of the secret societies had been given in ancient times. We can go into Mithraism, which paralleled Christianity. Mithraism really initially came from India, as much of religion has. In fact, many people thought that Mithraism was just another version of Christianity with similar stories where the virtues of uh, an individual human could be groomed and heightened. Yet Mithraism was given first to a military and slave population. The slaves often became members of the military. The military has always been very important for creating an ongoing world order and fraternities most certainly will stick together. Once in a while we'll have an expose of military massacres where the higher ones get together, write the same reports to justify each other and cover each other. We find the same thing with police who are all encouraged to join Freemasonry and often you'll find pictures in people's homes of their sons or daughters, mainly sons. And the sons have their cadet uniform on or their graduation uniform on. And next to that is a photograph of the same person in their Masonic regalia. They cover each other as a form of insurance policy belonging to Freemasonry. Part of the appeal to a world order to Freemasons and those who control Freemasons because it's really an arm of those who push towards world order the brotherhood of man is a fantastic idea yet to get to a brotherhood of man you need revolutions ongoing and a standardization system because it's primarily the differences in cultures which lead to conflict. Always understood. Pythagoras, after being taught by the Egyptian priesthood, went to Crotona in Italy, which at that time was a Greek colony, where he started up his mystery school he recruited the young middle class and and elite children, youngsters, brought in a vow of silence long, long before the Essenes and the later Catholic monks and so on, because it's all the same format, you see. Pythagoras also brought in women, young girls, gave them a good education and sent them out almost like spies to marry the upper nobility to become perfect marriage partners then they would start to subvert the minds of the rulers and the younger ones below would foment revolution within the military and overthrow the system once it was overthrown the idea was to bring in a new order a new order which would amalgamate military armies and go off and conquer other nations, bringing in the same system, and always seeking out an intelligentsia, an expert class to train the brighter ones, 
to rule in a common system. Revolution has been going on for a long time. Sometimes it takes a hundred or hundreds or thousands of years to complete the great work. The idea of democracy would always be given to peoples in times of transitional change to the new system, where they would accept the new system. Democracy gives you an idea or a feeling that you have an input to those who make the decisions at the top. That was to be the cover. In reality, a secret government would always be parallel running the show because human nature, base nature at the bottom with petty jealousies, differences took time, they were too time consuming they caused too much conflict within any society and therefore there'd always be a parallel government to deal with all of this to bypass it, to get things done some people are born into this world with the idea that things are simply wrong which is shocking to those who are born into the world thinking so much is wrong most people don't know this those who do know it are shocked to find out that others don't know it those who don't know what the problem is they simply know it's wrong often have very active minds because we're not brought into the, the those who know the ruling elite they don't know the answers they just know everything's wrong they tend to rebel in small ineffective ways or become which is more the rule self-destructive they turn to drugs or alcohol to quieten their minds and to try and fit in with a peer group which doesn't work for them if they're truly capable of understanding the big picture which few actually have it's always a shock to find out how conditioned people really are and yet every day everybody makes decisions in their own personal lives that sets their character it sets her character, concretizes it often until they never change really from the age of 20 or 21 right to the day they die. It's fixed and yet life is supposed to be an ongoing process of maturity and wisdom. It doesn't work that way with most people, especially today in an age where we are under a scientific indoctrination from birth to death. I always remember little quotes that I read as I go through libraries when I was very young, trying to find out what was behind the unease I sensed all around me. The Marquis of Halifax in a book, I think it was The Moral Thoughts and Reflections said, a man that steps aside from the world and hath leisure to observe it without interest or design thinks all mankind as mad as they think him for not agreeing with them in their mistakes in other words you have to step outside of all conditioning all sticky thinking because conditioning creates sticky thinking it creates formats of thought that you're supposed to fall into when you ask certain questions since they've already given you the pat answers in the past you have to step out of the world to see it as it really is and that is not an easy task 
for most people. Most cannot do it. The conditioning is too great. They'd rather believe the six o'clock news is true. They've been trained to believe. They're being told all there is to know. But their betters have decided for them what they're being told is all they need to know for the present. Pythagoras, who was only one of various revolutionaries trained in Egypt because Egypt exported adepts who went out to foment revolutions always with the same technique of recruiting the younger, brighter ones sifting them out through processes of questions, answers and long periods of silence because those who cannot listen are of no use someone who constantly jumps in with questions as higher truths are being explained to them is not listening to the answers you watch first you look, you listen as they say in higher masonry it also shows you that a person who constantly asks the questions before the previous answers have been finished are really wanting justification of the answers they already believe in it's like those who say they're seeking truth but are in reality shopping for a religion or a belief in which they already have chosen that is not someone who's looking for truth there has always been a parallel government down through history sometimes showing itself in a more overt fashion and at other times hiding behind democracy but never losing control always shaping the next step and the next step to the future those who doubt this should study history those who are impatient can find the more recent examples they should read the report from Norman Dodd He was the staff director of the Congressional Committee to investigate the tax-exempt foundations in 1954 for the the Reese Commission, the R-E-E-C-E Commission or Committee. Reese was the Congressional Chairman who set up this committee to see why the big foundations, the philanthropists, the ones with tax-exempt status and incredible amounts of money, why they were funding what seemed to be the communist groups within the United States and abroad. Coming from his perspective, Norman Dodd, D-O-D-D, which was a tunnel where he had swallowed his version of history went to some of the better schools, as they say. Started off in the banking system, went through the collapse of the great banks, and then later was asked to do the Reese Commission or Committee investigation on behalf of the Speaker of the House of Congress. He went round the Ford, Carnegie, Guggenheim, Rockefeller Foundations, and they told him quite bluntly at the top that they took their orders directly from the White House, not from the Congress, but from the White House. Tie that in with Professor Carol Quigley's statement in Tragedy and Hope, and in the Anglo-American establishment that for some time up to 50 years prior to the writing of their books in the 60s quickly states as a historian of the Council on Foreign Relations he said there was always a, a certain amount of competition allowed with the lower 
congressional parties and individuals, but the ones at the top, the ones, in other words, that we get to the White House, is what he referred to, and the coterie around them, have been vetted by a much higher organization outside of the Democratic or Republican rule. The idea that was brought in a long time ago into the system was that the democratic appeal was to the common people, the masses of people, to give them an impression that they had a say in the direction of their lives and their offspring for times to come. However, it had always been known, including in ancient Greece, that democracy was slow, cumbersome, and when you have party bickering and personal bickering for power, it took forever to get even necessary agendas through. It also meant you had a lot of unnecessary, time-consuming, labor-consuming, and money-consuming agendas that were the result of conflicts of parties. It was therefore decided that to keep the people happy, they would promote the idea of democracy, with always the understanding that most people to the elite are classed as base people, creatures of instinct. The profane is what they call them, the masses, etc., the unwashed. Therefore they would be guided, like children are guided. That's why you have good shepherds in every religion which means the people are the sheep. Sheep are very dumb animals. Deception is the rule in all of this. And Norman Dodd found out from the Ford Foundation by the guy at the top who told him that apart from accepting orders from the White House and always had been, not the Congress, that... The idea was to change society so vastly and greatly in America, but also for the West, though. This is comfortably merge the Soviet system with that of the Western system. Therefore, they were funding all groups, all conflicting groups, because through conflict you have compromise down the road, compromise is a stepping stone towards the next part. Then more conflict, then more compromise, the next part. That's how society is guided. The ancients used to say that if you could understand nature with its opposites, the dialectic, and the opposite of summer is winter, the opposite of spring is autumn, then you could predict the next stage that the public would go through. In other words, you you bring them from a spring, you bring them to the summer, you guide them to the fall, you guide them to the winter. Conflict is necessary when you have an agenda, a planned agenda, and you're dealing with such a variety of mentalities in society, a variety of interests, conflicting interests. And that was a reason given to Dodd that those much higher than the runners of the foundation, the directors of them, and all the other foundations, said there were too many conflicting interests that could not be reconciled. Therefore, a supra-guiding government, you might say, was really in charge. What they didn't tell him is what is that had been charged for an awful long time, because in the 1700s, in the higher Masonic books, they wrote about this. They wrote a lot about it in the French books of the 1700s, of how to guide the world into this new efficient society that would come to be. They knew the personal interests, group interests, 
and even business interests would conflict. Therefore, there could only be one dominant minority, as there already was, even in the 1700s. It's now come to pass, as always, 50 years or more after the events, or at least when it started, one part of it has been admitted to, and that is that uh, the CIA had a branch which promoted all of the American culture, was in charge of everything, fashion, you name it, from the top, including the nihilistic art for artists. All those things which right-wing people would think were communist, radical, nihilistic, were promoted by not Soviet Union, but by those within the CIA and those who worked for the great foundations, as Dodd was told, were primarily ex-OSS, the precursor of the CIA and CIA members. That's why they got off with what they're doing right up to the present day. That's why you have a Rockefeller who set up the World Council of Churches, Wicca. He said, love Wicca. The why is, you know, Wiccanism. As love NSA, NASA, NASA. The head of the Sanhedrin. All these occultic terms they love to use. And it is no different in any other Western country. It's the same system. The intelligence agencies have compartments and often one part at the bottom doesn't know what the higher parts are doing. They know not to ask. It's a need-to-know basis. But they all have a, a top department which not only works with all other intelligence agencies, they are part of the one intelligence agency. Mr. Rockefeller gives out awards or World Citizenship Awards and has for many years to many of the names you're familiar with from newscasts over the years. The World Citizenship idea is very old. Sounds appealing to many people who in lower orders work towards it to think it's a good idea. And it certainly would be if it was leading to a fair and just system, fair from everybody's point of view. Because legalistically, remember, everything can be interpreted in doublespeak, two ways, depending on how you view it. And we are dealing with deception, which specializes in legalistic words, which do often have double meanings. We find, for instance, that every major author, an artist, from classical to rock music, the ones who guided that, but definitely the big authors, especially historians who wrote and rewrote history with slants to guide your thoughts to conclusions, which you would then agree with because you thought you'd been informed, were employed by the big foundations. They were given scholarships picked at school for their abilities then often put through by the Guggenheim Foundation in the US and others sent off to London for their education, their final education as to their role and what kinds of histories they would write what slants they would put upon it what facts they would omit and what alterations they would insert this is then taught in major schools and generations grew up thinking that what they're being told is true. It's difficult for the average person to get past the shock, or even if they can get to the stage of shock. Most can't even do that. They can't believe they've been so carefully groomed and lied to. It never occurs to you, why would you be lied to in, in a school? Isn't a school a good thing to teach you truth? But school is really a scientific format of putting you in a tunnel 
at the top of the greatest foundations and societies the ones who speak equality fairness justice are the biggest liars of all like the politician they tell the people what they want to hear but always for a different ending and it will be a different ending always they believe they must always deceive the great unwashed masses who cannot comprehend the greater things as they rush about their lives and pay off their credit cards and try to pay their rent and buy all the goodies that flood in and are temporarily being made available as we go through this consuming frenzy as though there's no tomorrow. The world that was envisaged a long time ago was a world of peace for an elite, for the intelligentsia, where they will no longer need to fool the people because through science they would perfect the great masses and to be being better servants. The faith was all to be put in the sciences of psychology, mass psychology, educational psychology, the psychology of media indoctrination, entertainment indoctrination, where there's always messages, so that we'd come to a stage where science would be God, we wouldn't question what are given as facts, because the scientists are only the white-coated priesthoods of today. And in olden times, not so long ago, in fact, people believed everything the priests of any nation, any creed, told them. Now it's just the white-coated scientists. And rather than talk in Latin, seeing things which sound impressive and magical, but which you don't understand, they talk in scientific jargon where compiling words and adding them together can make you believe pretty well anything. Eventually this parallel government, this quiet behind-the-scenes government that hid behind charity primarily, philanthropy, would come more and more to the fore. The time limits for this happening were discussed at the setting up of the League of Nations and then further discussed with timetables when they set up the United Nations. Today they're also calling a lot of it public-private partnerships. The idea being that the big international corporations which are part of the foundation system because they all work together and often money is funneled from one to the other to the big foundations and back again they can get the jobs done quicker for the dominant minority rather than having to go through the lower houses of government where they squabble and bicker over egos as the little ones want more and more fame for themselves. But as long as those at the top of all parties are vetted by the same dominant minority, they keep the agendas on track. The conflicts that are caused as they bring about this world system are many. The most obvious one was understood a long time ago. This isn't the first time in the world where peoples have been moved en masse into another territory and become the victims of squabbles and fights and cultural clashes. Look at the ancient tyrants of the Middle East when they moved whole peoples off the land into other lands. Look at the histories of London when they mandated populations within Britain would be moved en masse to the dominions, as they call them, the Commonwealth. Read the history of the European Union, 
At least that's what's been made available to us so far. There's other books which are less well known about it. Where they said a long time ago that the creme de la creme from the schooling systems in all countries would form a new travelling bureaucracy, a nomadic group, where they'd travel from city to city across the world with temporary homes serving the dominant minority the winners and losers in the coming new world order of Jack's Italy. This is already happening. They have European newspapers now. You can look into the jobs section. You'll find that they already have the best in certain professions and jobs moving from their own homelands to wherever the work is. Well, for every winner, how many losers are there? What happens to them? Well, tough luck, that's what happens to them. In the United States, you're seeing a steady drumbeat to drum up hatred against the incoming Mexicans and others. It's not just Mexicans from Latin America. So that the people will fight the effect of a policy by fighting the people at the bottom rather than going for the cause because the cause sit in lofty towers in big foundations and they fund all the movements and the associations that bring in and promote integration they're unscathed and it's a sad thing when people turn when ordinary people turn on ordinary people from another country because their policies are pushing them in to yours. Rockefeller said in one of his speeches that the current generation is the cannon fodder for this part of their agenda. The cannon fodder, those are his words as the changes are to occur. I have it on tape. That's what it is. That's what we are to these people. The elitists that can give us great-sounding words of integration and peace and prosperity, etc. While to their own, they talk about the populations being cannon fodder, for the particular change. And then he said, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. So the shattered lives, the mayhem that ensues as cultures come together into conflict through mass migrations is just the unfortunate cracking of eggs to make the omelette. The agenda must come to pass. And through the conflict you'll find that the totalitarian system that already has everything it needs written into laws under emergency laws will then be enforced affecting everybody. And they will use the conflict to justify it. You're on a chessboard and you don't even know you're a pawn. Norman Dodd also found out by going through the records of some of these foundations that they'd all come to the conclusion a long time ago that to unite a world and bring in a new system of living, a new way of living, new values, values which obviously could not simply evolve, they'd have to be taught, indoctrinated, that's why they hired all the best authors. They trained them, in fact. They picked them as scholars and gave them scholarships. They knew that war, they could think of nothing more than war. War was the main motivating force for pulling people together into a common cause and to create changes, great change. That's why it's been used down through the eons. People always think they're fighting for freedom, 
And often down the road it might take some time You find you've all been had And that those things that you fought for Were all illusions When you compare it to what you end up with You can often end up with a worse tyranny Than you'd ever imagined Carol Quigley also said that And he was a member of the intelligentsic elite group Who chose people to be Rhodes Scholars Who chose them for other scholarships too And who believed firmly in the agenda He said that in war you can get more done in five years of war With bureaucracy springing up etc That's what he meant And laws just ran through On a social level He says that's how you can do it It, For a social change Get more done in five years of war Than 50 years of peace That's why you've had wars against drugs Wars against pretty well everything now Poverty Nothing ends up the way you thought it would end up Because it didn't have the initial intent That you thought it did It created massive bureaucracies And more and more police powers More intrusive As you're being trained And have been for the last 40-50 years To obey And those who were there to serve you Have been taught gradually To dominate you And train you Not too long ago I did a A talk and I read off on a scientific magazine's site and I demolished their, their childlike indoctrination of the global warming theory. The next day they pulled it off their site. Last week I talked about this possible station, television station in Holland that was going to raffle you might say raffle a game show type thing A dying woman's kidneys off To people who needed them The next day after I talked about it They came out and said it was a hoax Which I doubt It was testing the water as a trial balloon Which they do all the time And the content was true enough Because we have been so debased We're ready now for this kind of thing To be shown As misery is flaunted in a game show As the, the circuses of ancient Rome are revived The people are ready Because you can overstimulate all faculties Until you go into deviancy And you can have deviant societies And whole populations When we think about Prior to the 50s The old idea of a mafia which was started up as a branch, by the way, of Freemasonry. Giuseppe Massini, the revolutionary who was trained by Albert Pike, set up the Mafia. He authorized it to come in and gave it its manifesto and its charters. The Mafia were the guys who dealt with all the underworld. They dealt with the baser things in life that people are prone to. Yet we've transformed and transitioned into a society Where worldwide, especially across Europe and the Americas The same format because all one, we're already one And have been for your whole life in fact You have to be trained slowly to accept it, that's all That's the only difference The government's authorised the starting up of casinos Which at one time was the realm of Mafia Your governments authorise casinos Which have the old glitz and glamour And the girls with uh, Scanty clothing and all the best uh, Attributes That attract people Bright lights And you lose your money In the earlier days When they brought in These casinos I think they came into Britain around the 70s In selected areas Supposedly we're told to lay our fears And to camouflage the fact that your government was now And always was the mafia 
the money collected would go to charity, of course. They always hide behind charity and good works. And the big kicker, your national debt will get paid off. And everyone says that's wonderful because we've got such massive national debts to international bankers. Yet years later you find, well, everything still goes up, taxes still go up, the debt gets bigger. We're never told how much of the debt is paid off by the big casinos. And when you have money going towards hospitals which are run by our tax money in the first place and who gets fixed sums every year, not so much fixed, they always spend every penny they have, a big rush at the end of the year, the financial year, to spend all they have or they won't get the same next year, how could they possibly accept donations which would then deduct from the money that are allocated by the government? Where does this money go that they're given? Think about it. The corruption at the top is and always has been astronomical because the world of the profane, the unwashed masses, as they say, is there to serve them. Low Freemasons really think that the profane are just the ignorant, the baser people, the pool, the same pool that they came from themselves, and that by self-improvement, as if by rote and wearing silly little outfits with aprons, that squares their offspring that comes from the genitals, that's why it covers the penis they will make a better world. Whereas the brighter ones who get up way past the usual degrees clue in as to its true intent, but it's hard to attack charitable foundations. The word charity itself is so nice as they pretend to help the widow and orphans. An allegory for something much deeper and not what you think. Three years ago, the United Nations had a special documentary out on its future world state. China was picked as the model for the world state. And they showed you how the Chinese big festivals put on by the government, with all the acrobats and so on, making big, almost like cake-like structures, the gato of human beings all working in unison. This is a symbol of everything and everybody working together. They're applauded for their one child per family policy. We've all to copy this for only one part of the whole agenda. The agenda is the never-ending story because humankind is the building material and it's up to those at the top not the creators but the architects architects can only take material that's already in existence and through science understand how to use it or perfect it as they say just like in Egypt Osiris was the allegory for the church of those in the higher mysteries And Osiris was the body. Same story in countless religions because they're all given from the same source. Different names. To finish off, I'd like to just mention that since the 50s, at least the same CIA, which ran the culture, industry, and left-wing and right-wing groups and funded them, and had them in conflict, at least openly, in the papers on the surface. Neither side, not, neither followers knowing they're being guided, also ran what's called the Patriot business. And it, it truly is a business, which has been going on for a long time. I remember an elderly woman in her 80s calling up a talk show when the Patriot business was primarily on the AM and shortwave radio worldwide 
hearing the usual stuff about terror, 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 here's the antidote, buy this. And she said, I've watched this for years, my whole life, she said, and nothing changes except the agenda goes on. And it's true. We are the best informed slaves in existence that ever were in existence. And the patriot business takes two formats. One is to sell you all the gold and the silver, even though it will be useless to you at the end, because in their own business plan, you'll be throwing it in the streets. It's very heavy stuff to carry, if you've got beans as well to carry, perhaps, or water. And it's only worth what the person who's going to barter the goods that you want decides on, ultimately, in a crisis situation. The other part is the whole alternate health industry, which is also run by the same groups. We're under the guise of discussing illnesses. You've been programmed to be terrified and hypochondriacal. And at the end, they always give you the solutions and the antidotes, which are terribly expensive. That is the only type of outlet that a person like myself can even be heard upon or these shows. That's the format because there are no free independent outlets out there. There's some, yeah, everybody's got blog spots and so on, but that's temporary too. They said before they gave us the internet, they coined the term the information wars. These people are ready for wars. They don't wait for them starting and say, what shall we do about it? Let's counter it. They set it up in advance. So they expect everything like this to happen. The other shows I get on are primarily the new age type shows, the Art Bell clones, which are meant to fascinate people. They cater primarily to the new age, uh, uh, the new age set up again by the same people at the top to bring in a new way to also disable the minds of people to lessen cohesion with people because New Agers are taught really that the me syndrome is all important. It's my journey. It's my me, 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 I. And when that happens, you've just given away your ability to survive because people get through great crisis in history by helping each other. And you can meditate all you want. You can also learn all your breathing rhythms, etc. Or hyperventilate and see spots before your eyes for altered states. But if if an experience doesn't have purpose to it, it's just a dream. True experiences are rare. Very few have the ability to have them. Because all work ultimately is not done by repetition of formula the work is done by the mind working upon yourself and analyzing you the good and the bad and the ugly the new ages are taught to look upon the positive so they don't want to know what's happening in the world so They've been deactivated from participating and being indignant about the horrors that are happening and will happen. Then after I'm on some of these New Ager shows, they'll have some guy on about having sex with a space alien. So to the listener who doesn't know too much, when he thinks of me, when I'm spouting out facts, you wrap it up with all of the other stuff, the dreaming, until it's all meaningless. It's just what I've said becomes fantasy to them. It's wrapped up with the fantasy. That's the sad state of the world. It's the true state of the world. And nothing grabs people's attentions more than escapism into the supernatural people who crave the supernatural won't achieve it 
people who want power and that's mainly why individuals go into it is to find power would abuse it there are other people who truly believe they can mix science with religion or those things that religion talks about or promotes yet science itself has been directed for hundreds if not thousands of years to a specific ending you can't use something which is intended to dominate you it didn't come with two handles it came with one handle and those who design these sciences hold the handle you can't have a bit of one and the other you can't have your cake and eat it too as they say science will not help science is designed to alter humanity into better servants science is designed to give massive life extension to a small dominant minority they will not extend it to others because they have a population depopulation agenda on the go at the same time why would they give you life extension think about it they don't think you're so special part of the whole Darwinian concept was to indoctrinate people into a belief in evolution then around the 1800s, 1900s it talked about how evolution jumps just jumps a whole area of improvement into another type of evolution the great leap forward they call it and that's what's been drummed into people who've been brought up by comic books with the superstars, with superpowers through science you must want your chains it makes it so much easier when you put your hands out to be cuffed voluntarily never ends up with a good ending though yet people are expecting the great leap forward and everyone thinks they're special and I'll be one of the chosen to get all the great benefits that science is going to confer upon the privileged few the only hope the good people left in this world have is to help each other to promote humane values to point out the injustices and the horror that's been done in the name of progress and science when we devalue human life and we have drastically right in the 20th century to the present we are devaluing ourselves when we casually take euthanasia which again is legal in Holland state authorized when we take these things as normal because the eugenics program always was run by the elite and the agenda for eugenics is run by an elite they've never stopped never will stop because they've never faltered or altered their course they set their plans and they work towards them and if they seem to back off for a little while they come back again often under many guises but they eventually get what they want because the people are diverted off into other areas of crisis or economic depression or personal mishaps in a dysfunctional society as their relationships fall apart intentionally so only by helping each other not by being stupid and turning the other cheek to the psychopaths and there's plenty of them in this today's world in all strata of society will this alter, this course alter and it won't alter for everyone people are deciding 
their futures, even the ignorant are deciding their future. Because we all have personal choices daily. And the beginning of all understanding comes with reflection upon oneself. And when you ask, who am I? What am I? That's the path that leads you to questioning everything. Because you make decisions all along in your search for yourself. And your decisions do affect others, even in your personal life, all the time. Ultimately, you don't need a God to forgive you. The hardest thing that people have in life, if they still have some morality, natural morality or conscience in them, the hardest thing is being able to forgive yourself. Gods can always forgive. So don't fight with each other. Conflict is managed by intelligent people who understand the sciences. Those who follow the leaders in ethnic groups, racial groups, creeds, be very careful because the survival of those people over there also defines your own survival. When we don't care or have empathy for people who are being blown up or bombed elsewhere in the world or starved to death, we're condemning ourselves because one day it will come round to you. And who will be there to weep for you or help? That is part of the survival instinct to help others in distress. It truly is because as you help others, you help yourself. Maybe not immediately in the same way, but it's the best insurance policy for survival there is. I speak and I, to those who are looking and searching. I hope to fill in the gaps that have led you to where you are, give you the information. And it's uplifting to see young people here and there across the world who are catching on and maybe diverted from going into the the circle, the round and round circle of trying to quieten their minds by drugs or alcohol or destructive means. For myself and Hamish, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you. Good evening. This, this is my first evening in Vancouver. I've been to Canada, to Toronto, to Montreal, where all the extremists live. Oh, uh-huh.